0: Well, good morning. Victory, every campus, everywhere, whether you're online, whether you're at Santon or Boxburg, you are so welcome. We're about to get into the word now. And before we do, if you're watching from home, will you post a high five in the chat right now? Go and do it. If you're in person, just hit a Bluetooth, right? You guys here, Bluetooth high five. No touching. Nobody touch Bluetooth high fives. But if you are at home, come on, just hit that chat up. We want to know that you are there and you're connected today. And I want to say no matter who you are, no matter what's going on in your life, no matter where you've been, you are so welcome here. It's on purpose that you're at church today. We're so glad that you came out, that you're part of what's going on. And uh, God has something special for you today. He really does. And we're going to trust that He's going to speak to you. We're going to trust that the word comes straight from His throne. And before we get into the word today, I just want to thank our senior pastors for the opportunity of being able to minister. I take it as an honor. And I really want to just give them honor today. And uh, we're about to launch into a new series, but can we just give it up for a second for the series that we've been in, the church, powerful, come on, it's been an amazing series, and if you missed any of it, make sure you catch up on it, because it's powerful, but this week, we're starting something new, and we're going to be going into a three-week series together, and what I want you to think about as we start today, I want you to think about the fact that God has a plan for you. God has a plan for you. No matter who you are, no matter where you're from, no matter how good life has been or how tough life has been, God has a plan for you. And you might be watching this today and you're young, thinking, okay, God's purpose and destiny for my life, I've kind of heard about this before but I'm still kind of figuring things out. And you might be a little bit more mature sitting back on a life looking at legacy where you fulfilled what God has called you to do. But some of you here today are in a completely different boat. Some of us are kind of headed in a way that says... I don't really know if I'm fulfilling my call. And today, if you're one of those people thinking out there, I don't know if maybe I missed my purpose or maybe I missed what all these other people seem to know, then I'm talking to you today. If you're asking the question, have I missed my call? Today, I am talking to you. And we're gonna launch into a three-part series called Help, I Missed My Call calling. We're going to be talking about this for the next few weeks. And so before we jump in, let's pray together. Father God, we thank you today that, Lord, you are doing something inside of us, that, Father, you have a message that you want us all to to hear. And so, right now, we invite your spirit in. Come and move over this word. Let it come straight from your throne. Open up our hearts and our minds to hear what you have to say. And we give you all the praise and glory in this house. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, so as we start, I want to ask you this question Have you ever felt like this? Like you used to know where you were going? Like you felt like you were on the right track? But now you're not so sure. Maybe that's in business. Maybe that's with relationships or with friendships. Or maybe there's something going on in your life where you thought you knew where you were going. But all of a sudden you look around and you think, I don't know if I am where I thought I would be. And you know what? It's more common than you'd think. Despite what you might think. It's not one day to the next. We're talking about God's calling and purpose and destiny on your life. And it's not like you get 30 days to step into your calling and on day 31, you just missed it. I'll tell you this, it's a progression. For some of you out there, you might be thinking, you know what, I used to know what my call was. I used to know where I was going and I don't really know how I ended up where I ended up. But I want to say to you today that even though it's a subtle process, even it's a slow process, even if you're looking around yourself and asking yourself, have I missed it, God wants to speak to you today you see most of the time it's not for lack of trying if you ask if I had to poll everyone that's in the room today even you sitting at home if I had to poll you and ask have you ever felt like you're not sure if you're really fulfilling God's call for your life I think most of us would have would say I, ha- I feel that way or at least I have felt that way at some point point. and it's not for lack of trying I think if we had to poll as well, a lot of us would say, yeah, I've tried. I mean, I really have tried. I've tried to get where God wants me to be. I've tried to fulfill this big thing called purpose. And I'm not sure how to do it. I'm not sure how to get there. You know, most of us would say that. And as we kind of move forward today, I want you to think about this. This is our sermon title today. We're in the series, Help, I Missed My Call the sermon title is, Fine, I'll Do It Myself. Everybody say, Fine, I'll Do It Myself. All right, keep that in mind. And there's a man in the Bible who felt this exact way. He felt like, you know what, I used to know where I was going. I used to know what God's call for my life was, but now I'm not so sure. This man's name is Moses. Moses. And we're going to follow his life over the next few weeks as God reveals to us that time and time again, it is never too late for you. Never too late for you. It was not too late for Moses and it is not too late for you. And so what we're going to start with today is to figure out who this Moses guy is. For some of you who might have been in church for a while, you know exactly who this guy is. Maybe you grew up in church. At, uh, at Kids Church, you will have heard the story of Moses, right? He's that guy that parted the Red Sea. If you're uh, a little older, maybe you know about the Ten Commandments with Charlton Heston. You guys remember that movie from back in the day where, yep, yeah, yeah, you remember that movie. Maybe if you're a little bit younger, you know the Prince of Egypt, It was an animated movie. If you know that one, you know what I'm talking about. This guy called Moses, he had a big call on his life, a massive call on his life. And you know what? He fulfilled it, but it wasn't one day to the next. And so I'm gonna talk to you a little bit about how we get to this guy, Moses, and then we're gonna talk about him and his life, and I pray it's gonna bless you today. So the story goes like this. There's a guy called Joseph. He's the son of Jacob the son of Isaac, who is the son of Abraham, right? Now we're not going to go too deep into this today, but the whole story plays out. You can find this in the book of Genesis, towards the end of Genesis. The story of Joseph plays out that he ends up in Egypt and God uses this whole crazy thing, this crazy story that unfolds in his life to get him into Egypt and his family ends up there, and God saves them through this whole process. And now these guys who become the Israelite nation, the Hebrew people, they are in Egypt. They're out of Canaan, they're out of their land, and they're in Egypt. And the story kind of goes like this. There was a Pharaoh who knew Joseph, and he cared for Joseph, and he empowered Joseph. But as time goes on, Another Pharaoh comes in, and as the years go by, they don't remember Joseph. They don't remember why he was the guy of power. They don't remember why these Hebrew people, the Israelites, were welcome in their territory. And the, the word says in the book of Exodus that they grew in number and they grew in strength to the point where the Egyptians were afraid of them, specifically the Pharaoh. And so it gets pretty intense in the story where they decide they need to get rid of these Hebrew people. And so they decide they're going to get rid of all the Hebrew male children. They're going to kill them all. That if a Hebrew child is born and it's it's a male They're going to get rid of them. It's a crazy time. And you kind of can't believe that people would do this to each other. But this is the space that we find ourselves in. What the Egyptians also do is they enslave the people of Israel. They get them to build their palaces and to work hard for nothing. They enslave them through force. And so the the Hebrew people, the Israelites, get to a point where they're crying out to God, set us free from the bondage that we're in. And this is where Moses comes in. I'm not going to talk too much about his birth, but it is miraculous what God does. I mean, the story is amazing. Go read it for yourself in the book of Exodus chapter 1 in the beginning of chapter 2 and see how God took care of Moses. You see, in this story, it's so amazing and beautiful and powerful how God not only saves him as a male child when the whole of Egypt is trying to kill all the male Hebrew children, He is saved by God and not only saved by God, but pulled into Pharaoh's own house through Pharaoh's daughter. God sets him up miraculously to grow up in a a space of safety, not just safety, but influence. How many of you can see that God is setting up Moses for his future purpose? God knows that he needs influence in Egypt. He knows that he needs to have power in Egypt. And so he sets him up for that because what is Moses' call? Moses' call is to get the Israelites from Egypt into the promised land, to get them free, out of bondage, out of slavery, and into the place that God has for them. That's Moses' call. And so God miraculously sets this whole thing up. And this is where we're going to jump into the story of Moses' life. And we're reading, if you've got your Bibles with you, from Exodus chapter 2, verse 11 to 15. You can turn in your Bibles there and we'll read together. Exodus, Exodus 2, 11 to 15 says this. Now it came to pass in those days when Moses was grown that he went out to his brethren and looked at their burdens. Now we're just going to take a brief second there. There's so much in these few little passages. Right there, the verse before, you'll see it speaks about Moses as a baby. And so in one verse, we have years that have gone by. Moses has grown up. Moses has become a man, and he's grown up in Pharaoh's household. And there's this line, it says, then he went out to his brethren and looked at their burdens. And this is not just that Moses went out to look at what uh, was happening around him. This is Moses actually going out and feeling the brokenness of his people. You see, Moses always knew that he was different. He always knew that he was a Hebrew. Even though he grew up in, in an Egyptian household, even though he grew up different to the rest of his people, he always knew that he wasn't an Egyptian. He was a Hebrew. And so this line that says he went out to his brethren, it's a line that says his heart went out. And he began to see what was going on. If we keep reading, it says, And he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew. One of his brethren. And you can imagine in this moment, Moses' heart is breaking for his people. Moses' heart is burning for something to change. He can see that something is not right, he can tell that things are not the way they're supposed to be. And so he is breaking, his heart is breaking for his brethren because God has placed that in his life have you ever felt that way have you ever felt like you know exactly what you what what needs to change have you ever felt like you know exactly where god is supposed to take you have you ever felt just like moses and you don't necessarily know how to get there but you know where you, where god wants to take you and you know in the in the word of god sometimes we we look at these heroes Moses is a hero of the faith and we think they're some kind of extra special humans like they're heroes almost like the hero- superheroes of comic books but you know that Moses was just a guy and this is this is the the story of the That's why I love the Bible so much is because it's not a story of fairy tales of of some kind of humanity that isn't real these are real human beings and they have faults and flaws just like you and me and even though moses is this great figure in the bible he is so capable of doing bad things and this is exactly what happens next in the story moses doesn't rise up to be a hero he actually falls down into his humanity and we're going to read this in verse 12 it says so he looked this way and that. And when he saw no one, he killed the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. This is not a hero at this point in time. Moses kills the Egyptian who is beating his Hebrew brother. And he hides him in the sand. You can't tell me that Moses didn't know what he was doing, that he didn't know that something was wrong. He knew something was wrong because he looks this way. And he looks that way. When he sees no one, he goes ahead with this thing and he hides the body. He tries to hide his crime. And so we read on in verse 13. And when he went out the second day, behold, two Hebrew men were fighting. And when he said to the one who did the wrong, why are you striking your companion? Then he said, the man says to Moses, who made you a prince and judge over us? Do you intend to kill me as you killed the Egyptian? So Moses feared and said, surely this thing is known. What's going on in the story? Moses knows what he did was wrong. And so he hides the body. He tries to cover up the crime. But what he didn't think about was the Hebrew guy, was getting beaten by the egyptian he saw everything he knew what moses did and he went back and told the rest of the hebrew nation what was going on and news started to spread and so moses began to fear because he had hoped his crime would be covered up but it was exposed and this is what i want to say to you today what's going on in the story what's happening here Moses is feeling this deep urge, this deep need to help his people. Why did he feel that way? He felt that way because God placed that desire inside of him. It's part of his call. It's part of who he is, who God made him to be, to love his people so much, to feel so brokenhearted for his people that he ends up doing what it takes to save his people. But if you've ever been like Moses, you're going to understand exactly what happens next. You see, this isn't the first time that Moses is feeling this for his people. As he's growing up, he's feeling what they're feeling. He's watching them day in and day out as slaves. He probably has slaves in his own household who are his his brothers and sisters, his family, his people, and they are every day being broken down and he's watching this and day after day his heart is growing and and growing with a a need to help the people that he loves his people and so you can imagine that he's probably been praying before that and maybe you felt this way in your own life. God, God, I know where you're gonna take me. I know you got that business idea for me. I know you have that relationship for me. I know where you take me. I know you got that ministry for me. So God, come and do something. God, open the door. How many of you are sitting at home thinking, you know what, I've prayed that prayer before. God, open the door. Make the way straight for me to get. I know where my purpose is. So God, have your way. And you pray it. And then you pray it again. And you pray it again. You come to church. And, and you say, God, have your away in my life open the doors and the doors don't seem to be opening eventually those prayers start to change they start to sound more like God where are you God what are you doing I've been praying I've been waiting I've been going for my destiny and my call God where are you and you can imagine Moses is saying the same thing to the point where Moses says you know what fine I'll do it myself God, if you're not going to move, I'm going to move for you. You know what, God, if you're not going to open that business deal, I'm going to make the business deal happen. God, if you're not going to make marriage happen for me, I'm going to go out and I'm going to find that relationship. I'm going to go and do that thing. You know what, fine, God, if you're not going to do it, I'll do it myself. And it's a subtle process. Some of you, you know exactly where your call is. But that process of moving towards it has slowly taken you to a point where you've taken your future into your own hands and decision after decision Moses was led to the point where he didn't do things God's way he did things in his own hands and because of it he ended up doing the thing that was wrong and he killed a man Instead of setting his people free, he brought oppression to others. Instead of being the savior, he became the murderer, exactly who he wasn't supposed to be. And we read in verse 15, it says this, When Pharaoh heard of this matter, he sought to kill Moses. But Moses fled from the face of Pharaoh and dwelt in the land of Midian, and he sat down by a well. How many of you feel this way? Like you're sitting down by a well. You don't know how you got here. You don't know why you are where you are. But you are so far away from what your purpose and destiny is. It feels like you can't even see it anymore. Moses knew who he was. He knew he was born with purpose. He knew he had the power and the influence. You see, he was born into Pharaoh's house. He had the influence to say to Pharaoh, we need to make changes. He had the influence and the power to make real change in Egypt. But in that one moment, when he took his future in his hands and he decided to go down the road that he chose, he lost his influence, he lost his power, and he even had to flee. He was supposed to take care of the people in Egypt and he even fled the land. So he was nowhere near his call. He was as far away from his purpose as he could ever imagine, sitting down by a well. When we say that, those words, you know what, God, I'll do it myself. You're taking too long. It doesn't make sense. You're not opening the door. When we make that statement, when we go towards that future, we find ourselves so far away. And maybe you're feeling that way today. I don't know how I got to where I am, but I am so far away from my call. And I want to speak to you today. If that's you, if you're feeling that way right now, you might be feeling kind of down, kind of bad. You know what? I did. I took my future into my own hands. I should have trusted God, but I didn't. I should have followed God, but I didn't. And you know what? That's what grace is all about. You see, the end of this message doesn't come with a little neat bow that just makes everything okay. Moses was away from his family in a country that was foreign to him. He had no help. He had no food. He had no place to go. He was in the middle of the desert by himself. But I'm saying to you today, if you feel like you are in this place, if you feel Like you are in the space where you've missed your call. God, how do I even find my way back to my call? I'm telling you today that the power of grace is so much greater than you could ever imagine. And this is what it's all about. You see, when Moses couldn't fix it, when Moses couldn't make it happen himself, that's where God steps in. You know what? I want to give you some hope. Moses fulfills his destiny. Moses does everything that God calls him to do. He finishes his call. But it takes a while for him to get there. And I'm saying to you today that you're going to get where God is taking you. That's going to happen. But you've got to take step one. And this is what it is. Step one is surrender. If you felt like you've taken control, if you felt like you've taken in your hands your future and your destiny, today it's time to release control back to God. See, when God was in control, Moses was in Pharaoh's house right where he needed to be. And when Moses took control, he ended up in the desert. Today it's time to say, you know what, God, I can't do it. Lord, I can't make my future happen. I can't make my destiny happen. I can't make my business happen. I can't make my relationship work. I can't make my ministry, my destiny happen. That's exactly where you need to be. Let me tell you this. God took Moses to that desert. God took Moses from where he was to that desert to teach him something that without God, we can't make it happen. And that's the hope that I wanna leave you with today because what he's gonna do right now inside of you starts with surrender. To say, okay, God, I know where I am is not where I'm supposed to be, but I want you to take over. I want you to take over my life, my future, and my call. You know what? Jesus does this for us. See, Jesus looked at a hopeless and broken humanity and said, you know what? They can't do it for themselves. They can't fix themselves. They can't make it happen for themselves. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to come in and I'm going to do it for them. You see, when when we say, I'm going to do it myself, I'm going to find the way myself, I'm telling you, it's already done. It's already done for you. That's what grace does. It doesn't leave you where you are. It picks you up from where you are. Even when you're the one that took yourself there. Even when you're the one that made the mistake. Even when you're the one who's gone down the wrong path. Grace finds you, picks you up, and takes you where God wants you to be. And I want you to hear that today. I want you to hear that it's not over for you. It wasn't over for Moses. And it's not over over for you. This is the power that God has. His plan for you is not done. And so all around this place, if you've felt like you missed God's call for your life, and you want to get back on that journey, on that road, I'm here to tell you, you're not going to make it happen. You're never going to be strong enough, smart enough, powerful enough in yourself to make it happen your dreams happen, to make your purpose and your destiny happen. But God is here to tell you that he's gonna make it happen through you by his own power. So let's pray together for a moment. Lord Jesus, I bring every person who's listening to this into your presence. Every person who's scared like they've missed their call. Every person that's worried that they're never gonna find their way again to your purpose for their life. I pray right now that you teach them that you have a plan, and it's a beautiful plan, that this desert didn't take you by surprise, that that mistake didn't take you by surprise, that that failure is not final. And even like Moses messed around and ended up where he didn't expect, God is saying to you today that even if you are where you don't expect, He's coming for you. He's coming to pick you up from that place and take you where He wants you to be. That's the hope today. And so Father, I pray you touch every person. You inject hope into their hearts that it's not done yet, that there's still time and that you're gonna still do your purpose through their life. We pray for that. In Jesus' name. All around this place, before we close this service today, step one to finding your call is to find a relationship with Jesus. And if you're watching from home or if you're at one of our campuses today and you know you need to make Jesus the Lord and Savior of your life, I want to give you an opportunity now to pray a prayer, to receive Jesus into your heart, to make Him your Lord and Savior, to make Him your best friend. And so if that's you today, In the chat, you'll see something pops up. Click that button that says I'm raising my hand. If you're in a service today, just raise your hand right now, bold and proud, and pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today just as I am. All my faults, all my failures, I give you my heart. I give you my life. I know that you are King, you are Lord. I pray for you to have your way in my life from this moment forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, it's the best decision you ever made. And what happens next is get in contact with us. Fill out that form. Talk to the pastors after the service so we can walk the journey with you. God's not done with you yet. Even if you've missed your call, even if you've missed your purpose, even if you think you're as lost as you can be, God is coming to find you. He found Moses in that desert and he's coming to find you where you are. And so right now, be encouraged. Step into who God has for you. He's got a good plan. He's got so much more for you than you could ever imagine. Just give your heart. Surrender your will. Let it happen. Let God have his way in your life. In Jesus' name, amen.